Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Jess Lewis Show. This is episode 12. Okay, so today we are going to talk about two things. I'm going to give you one quick little update on the homestead. Not going to take too long with that. And then we're going to talk about a fitness topic. So number one, homestead stuff is going good. We're trying to not be as crazy with how much time we're spending outside and killing ourselves over all of this. So we're doing a little better on pacing ourselves. Um, Baby chicks are five weeks old today. They're getting bigger, except for our little runt girl. She's she's getting bigger, but she's a good 100 grams in weight behind the next biggest one, or the next smallest one. And we've been putting them outside a little bit in the fenced-in area using the Premier One electric netting, and we have their chick shot out there. We did that a couple days ago just for a little while, had them out there, and um, they were doing good. And then yesterday we had them out there for quite a bit, and not too long after we had them out there, we noticed some hawks hanging out overhead circling around us so basically i sat outside like mama hen trying to make sure these hawks did not come down and kill our five-week-old baby chickens so we are trying to figure out what in the heck we're going to do to potentially remedy or eliminate or reduce the possibility that our whole flock will be killed one by one by these hawks. Now we knew we were going to have a hawk problem off the get-go because when we first moved to the property we did notice a few flying around above, um, but these things are no joke. They definitely know when there's a prey below. So. Um, when the chickens did sense the bird was above, they did quickly scurry under the chick shaw. And because it's hot, they like to hang out there anyways for shade. And um, they don't go too far from the chick shaw, even though they have about 1,600 square feet of free area to go th around. So that's good. So a few things we may consider is looking into getting a rooster. If one of these isn't a rooster, we did order all sex chickens for females, but sometimes that's only 90% that's only accurate, so who knows, we could have a rooster and not know it. Roosters are there to protect the flock. We didn't want to deal with a rooster because we didn't want to deal with um, just kind of, roosters can be a little bit more difficult, they're louder, all that stuff. So, but we may need one because they do protect the flock um, and they will warn them when there is a predator around so that's an option. Many people use like fishing line crisscrossed around their, their run area or bird netting, which we could do, but it's going to be a bit more of a challenge with our system because we are doing a kind of rotational grazing system. So again, we have the Premier One electric netting that is when it's out, it's about 1600 square feet for the birds and we will keep them in that area for whatever amount of time until we've like decided they've done enough damage to that area and then we would move them and their chick shot is mobile obviously so that will move with them so the problem would be we'd have to drive probably four to six t-posts on the outside of the fenced in area and get some bird netting um, to cover the top so that means every time we have to move it not only do we have to you know disassemble the electric netting and roll them into that area but we'd also have to pull out t-posts drive them back in a new area and restring what is supposed to be the most annoying fabric ever this kind of bird netting stuff and obviously more cost is incurred there so I don't know I think the other alternative is to provide some shelter within their space we were already thinking about buying some like shade sail cloth and making little mini shaded areas within their little um, 1600 square foot area because they do get hot Tennessee it's scorching hot um, even now almost to September so hopefully from what I've heard as many people have success with just providing more shelter areas 
whether it's like picnic tables or chairs or shade areas or little tables. So we may kind of create a little chicken oasis in there and see how that goes. We don't have a lot of trees in our pasture. All of our trees surround the outside of our property. So we could pretty, we could, could move them closer to the edges of the property, um, but I don't know. So we still have at least one more week before we put them out full time and we have to be very, very careful because they could easily be picked off one at a time by the hawk. So that's an update on the homestead. That's the major, the major thing that's happening right now is operation don't have our chickens die. Okay, now let's get into the topic at hand. So I was trying to decide what to talk about today and one of my coworkers for the remote job that I work for, uh, the remote company I work for, she had reached out to me. She knows I'm a coach and she was looking for some potential like health and fitness coaching. So I was kind of explaining to her what I do and it dawned on me, this is kind of a good topic to talk about with on a podcast because I do feel like I talk about this a bit in pieces here and there with each episode, but I wanted to kind of sum up this topic. So the topic is what is my approach why I don't focus on weight loss with clients and how do I approach health and fitness? So she is looking to, her goal is to lose some weight. She had a baby, I think her baby's a year or two years old. Um, and she wants to kind of lose weight from having a child and that lifestyle change and all of that. And so again, I'm explaining to her kind of what I do. And I think it's important for me to do that because I don't like people to feel like once they start working with me, they're like, what the heck is just doing? This is not what I wanted. You know, they, like again, to keep their expectations, like both of our expectations in the right place and stay on the same page. So why, so basically I was explaining to her why that I don't focus on weight loss and why I don't focus on weight loss. So I'm going to kind of probably get a little bit rambly here and go on a few different tangents, but hopefully I can keep this as succinct and concise as possible. But Understandably so, most people seek out a health and fitness professional because they're typically the goal is weight loss, fat loss, or some kind of improved health marker. So definitely that makes sense, right? Like you're, most people, the average person is looking to lose weight and improve their health. There are some people that come to a health and fitness professional to reach a certain um, performance or strength goal, and that's not the population I'm talking about right now. That's kind of a different conversation. So. Of course, most people are going to seek out a health and fitness professional to help them lose weight and um, be healthier. So typically what people will approach me saying is, do you make programs for weight loss? And it's kind of a weird thing to tell somebody, no, I don't do that because it seems odd when most fitness professionals, health and fitness professionals say, I can help you lose weight. You can lose this amount of weight in this amount of time, or this will help you burn calories. This will help you burn fat. This program will help you lose weight. And I don't say any of those things because I truly don't believe that, um, it's hard to explain, but I don't feel like a program necessarily needs to be based around weight loss. I think a program needs to be based around improving health and improving lifestyle and using fitness as a tool to feel better and move better and get stronger. So when I'm explaining, my approach, my approach is more so habit and lifestyle based. If any coach tells you they can help, they can make you lose X amount of weight in X amount of time, that should be a red flag that they are full of crap and what they're feeding you or selling you or trying to get you to do is a quick fix and it is not going to work. 
of course, anything can be done for 30 days, six weeks, and you can bear down and, you know, white knuckle through it. And you're going to see a change because it's going to be a change in activity level and, you know, types of food. But if you're not building habits during that period, chances are whatever results you see in 30 days, six weeks, even three months will most likely not be sustainable. Now, I'm not saying that people should not have weight loss goals. There's many people that their current body weight is a result or is indicative, I should say, of maybe um, an unhealthy lifestyle and could also be related then to or correlated to other um, un like not optimal health markers, right? So I definitely think that some people that want to lose weight, there is a good reason behind that and that's a worthy goal to pursue. So let's, that that first, if you need to lose weight and that's part of improving your health, I 100% am behind that. I just think the approach to losing weight needs to be shifted. So a lot of people approach losing weight, what's the first thing they do? I need to exercise more and I need to eat less. People will go all down that cardio, running, burning all the calories thing, jump onto any program they hear that's about weight loss and boot camp and high intensity, and then they will start dramatically um, changing what they eat. They will start dramatically reducing the amount of calories they eat or restricting a certain food type, along with doing things like calorie counting, macro counting, point counting, and kind of getting into this very, um, in my opinion, which usually leads to either A, obsessive behaviors, or B, behaviors that tracking and all of this obsession that doesn't necessarily get people anywhere, and if it does, it's short-lived and it doesn't carry them through to the long term. So point blank, weight loss is a definitely a viable, understandable goal for those people that feel like their weight is the result of living a less than healthy lifestyle. So instead of attacking this goal from the traditional move more, eat less type of approach, I like to attack this goal from a long-term perspective and a habit-based approach. Because truly what I believe is your um, improving your health and fitness has to be based on your lifestyle and your habits. Anybody, again, can do some little quick fix for 30 days, six weeks, whatever, and see some results. But that's not going to carry you for a year, two years, five years, ten years. So really, the end goal should be to create a lifetime, a long-term healthy lifestyle. This is not something you do, again, for the short term. The goal is to be able to create a sustainable level of health for a lifetime, not for a month. So when people want to lose weight and I'm telling them, hey, look, I can support you in like kind of these auxiliary components, but I'm not going to focus on weigh-ins. I'm not going to focus on calories. I'm not going to give you a meal plan. I'm not going to tell you that this fitness program is good for weight loss or fat loss. People kind of get confused. They're like, well, what in the heck do I do? Because that's what they hear, right? Like everybody's selling them the latest fat loss, weight loss gimmick. I truly believe, like I said on previous podcasts, that fitness is perp the purpose of fitness 
isn't fat loss. The purpose of fitness is to improve your health because if you are moving on a regular basis, you're gonna feel better, you're gonna feel healthier, it can help you with your health markers like your cholesterol and your blood pressure and all of those things. You're gonna have more mobility so that you can move throughout your day, play with your kids, do all your daily activities with more ease and it's gonna build strength. So again, you can move better and feel stronger and keep your bone density, your muscle density, all of those things can be sustained so that as you get older, you're strong and you're able and you're less likely to fall victim to falls and issues that come from being weak and not mobile. And then again, for some people, fitness is about performance, whether they're reaching some kind of performance athletic goal. And at the end of the day, movement should make you feel good. So while I'm a huge proponent of strength training and I pretty much think everybody should be doing two to three days a week of full body strength training for the rest of their lives, I do believe that people also need to find something they truly enjoy moving their body doing, no matter what that is, because movement in general is very good for you, no matter if it's strength training, if it's yoga, if it is um, boxing, if it's a sport, whatever it is you have to enjoy what you're doing. I'm just a huge proponent of, in addition to that, you should probably be doing some full body strength training to keep your body strong, able and mobile for your life, like your whole life, like till you're old and gray. Um, so I don't create fitness programs that are quote unquote designed for fat loss. I don't think those exist. The only way a coach sits there and tells you, or a personal trainer tells you, that this program can make you lose weight, is they're basing what you do based off caloric expenditure. So they're thinking, let me run you through the most, you know, kick your ass, hard, high intensity thing, so you feel like you're sweating and you're losing weight because it's hard and you're dying. No, 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 that is not what equals weight loss. Yes, you might be sweating and lose some water weight and have this perception that you're losing weight because this workout's so hard and you're getting your ass kicked all the time. But again, that's not gonna translate long-term to sustainable health and sustainable weight loss. So most people that go to a trainer and the trainer says that they can help you lose weight with their fitness program, they are just gonna run you through the ringer and make it hard so you feel like you got a good workout, which is gonna potentially lead to weight loss. And again, if you've been on the couch and then you go to that trainer, yeah, you're gonna see weight loss if you're doing that two to three days a week for a month because you went from zero to 100. So be aware that when you start any new program, it's not the program, it's your change in activity, it's your change in lifestyle. There is no magic. So why don't I do that? Why don't I prescribe these high intensity, boot camp, ass kicking, hit training, burn all the calories things because they're not sustainable. They stress people's body out. Most people are going from a more sedentary lifestyle to now getting their ass handed to them every day and feeling you know, constant soreness, which is not a good indicator of a good workout and raising stress hormones and they're beating their body up. I prefer to approach things from a movement standpoint. I want somebody to move better, move proficiently, move safely so they prevent injury, so they can feel stronger and more able. And yeah, I can sprinkle in there some stuff that gets their heart rate up and makes them, you know, helps cardiovascular health, all of that. But that's not, that's going to be like the sprinkles, not the cake. The cake is going to be strength training and mobility work because I think there's more value in that for the long term. I play the long game. I do not play the quick fix short game. 
So when somebody comes to me and they want customized programming, I'm basing it on their goals. So yes, if somebody has a goal of fat loss, I may, you know, focus maybe more on a circuit style training versus doing a lower rep type of um, superset or straight sets for those of you that are into the fitness and know what this stuff means lower rep stuff that's going to build more strength. I'm going to strategically approach it based on what the person's goal is and their ability and their level and where they're coming from. But my end game is always going to be to improve their health, their mobility, and their strength and their general quote unquote fitness, which is kind of a made up word, but you know what I'm saying, but I'm not going to hand their ass to them every time they work out and they do the program. I want them to feel good. I want them to move better and not be in pain. So that's how I approach fitness. I think the magic, like I've said in previous episodes, is in your day-to-day lifestyle and in what you're eating. Now here comes another non-mainstream thing. I am not the type of person, I do not follow a nutritional philosophy that gives the top value to fruits and vegetables. I think in my opinion, from what I've read and in my experience, we are being fed this idea that vegetables are this holy thing that if you eat more of them, you're magically going to have better health. And I can't tell you how many people I know that prioritize vegetables and fruits that are not nutritional. They're not satisfied nutritionally. They don't feel a sense of um, a fullness. They don't enjoy their meals as much. They don't, they're not able to sustain their fullness long enough. There's not, yes, is there great micronutrients in fruits and vegetables? I'm not saying you shouldn't eat them. I eat fruits and vegetables. But when I'm thinking of a meal, they are not my top one. Like what vegetable do I have to get in? How many vegetables do I have to get in? I prioritize animal fats and proteins because that is the most nutritious food that we can ingest per calorie. And it's what humans are designed to eat. You need to make sure that you have the best quality animal protein and animal fat in every meal that you can. We don't need cereals and you don't need excessive amounts of oatmeal with berries and all that stuff. Again, that is not bad, but you need things that are going to satiate you, right? Make you feel adequately full and sustain you till your next eating period or eating time. Instead of all of this grazing on vegetables, think about it guys. Cows and herbivores eat all day. That is their job. They take grass, put it in their, you know, rumen and make magical protein for humans. Now, if you're a vegetarian, I understand I probably lost you here and you have every right to eat that way. I'm not addressing the vegetarian thing here. I'm addressing the omnivore eater. Okay. So again, if you want to tune out because you're vegetarian, totally get it. That's your, that's your right. I don't personally um, believe in or promote vegetarianism, but I do respect it and understand why people prefer that eating style and they have more than the right to do that. So that's my little disclaimer. But humans tend to be at this point in our lives in a protein or tend to be protein deficient because we are so focused on getting in fruits and vegetables and we are eating an excessive amount of processed carbohydrates. Now, I am not an anti-carbs person. I still eat grains. I still eat bread. Um, 
Typically, I will eat homemade, properly fermented sourdough bread with sandwiches. Um, we do, I, I'm not very good yet at making hamburger buns. So when we have hamburgers, we typically buy buns. Um, I don't eat pasta really often. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't eat it often. It's not something I eat. Um, but I think people are very much overly focused on getting carbs for energy and eating fruits and vegetables. Most people I know that follow that don't have the body composition or at the body weight that they want to be at and kind of are forever chasing this. I can see people that food journal and they're like, I had chicken, um, a chicken breast and broccoli. I have no problem with chicken, but chicken is probably out of all of the meats, the least nutritious meat you can get. Beef has way more nutrients in it than chicken does. Um, so when I work with somebody, it's important for them to understand my approach to nutrition. I am much, I'm a huge proponent of traditional eating, um, nourishing foods, Weston A. Price Foundation, all of that, where you're focused on eating animal uh, protein and fats, eating properly prepared vegetables and grains, and all of that. I think there's a loss there has been an issue, and you can research this, I've done lots of reading on this and I'm not gonna go through it all, but we have, um, because of a variety of reasons, I'm not gonna discuss right now because it's all, you know, everybody's a different opinion on this, but for a variety of reasons, mainstream health information has tried to drive people into focusing on eating more carbs and vegetables, and protein keeps getting less and less of a animal protein, less and less of a priority. And I think we need to flip it upside down. I think that when people eat more animal protein and fat, they feel fuller longer, that will prevent them from eating snacks, they will feel more nourished, they're gonna get more of the nutrients they need, and of course, again, eat your properly prepared vegetables. Everybody's eating so many raw vegetables, which is actually really hard for the human body to digest. So I think we need to be very mindful about traditional eating. So that is, long story short, that is how I approach nutrition. If somebody wants to work with me and they're vegetarian, it's probably from a, from a health standpoint, other than fitness, like they just wanna learn how to work out, it's gonna be hard because I don't follow a vegetarian, vegan, primarily plant-based diet. I don't, that's not my thing. So I probably wouldn't be a good fit for somebody that believes in that path. Um, when, from a whole health standpoint, if, again, if somebody wanted to work with me just cause they want to learn to work out and strength train, that's a different beast. But I think people are most successful when they focus on fitness for the purpose that it is. It is to make you move better, get stronger and have some physical enjoyment. And then Nutrition should be based on reducing the amount of processed food you eat, foods that you eat, focusing on eating more traditional foods that are properly prepared, focusing more on that animal protein and fat, and eating two to I would say three meals a day, reducing snacking, like getting back into three nutrient-dense, satisfying, sati satiating meals per day. And moving more like there's nothing sexy there's no magical thing that happens so it just takes practice it took matt and i years to get to the point where we're eating where we eat now we eat three meals a day every morning we have eggs eggs are like pasture raised pasture raised farm fresh eggs are a staple of 
every day we each eat three scrambled eggs. We usually have pasture-raised pork with it. We have homemade raw milk yogurt with local honey. Now again, we didn't all of a sudden day one do all this. This took years of practice and learning and getting in a rhythm with it. Lunches will typically have some kind of like um, tacos made with pasture-raised beef or grass-fed beef and, um, you know, sweet potatoes. So we're still eating vegetables and things, you know, maybe we'll have a banana and our yogurt and then dinner's going to be probably more grass-fed beef or an occasional um, pasture-raised chicken. Um, we do eat pasture-raised pork. So that's the staple of what we eat is meat. And then we add in you know, our, again, our vegetables and stuff and grains that are properly prepared. It allows us to stay full longer. It allows us to have more energy. We have all the nutrients. We are, knock on wood, super, super healthy with the lifestyle that we have created. We strength train three days a week. We get eight hours of sleep. We drink an adequate amount of water, but I also don't stress about water. People freak out that they're not drinking enough water. I think this water obsession is, that's a whole nother podcast, has got to stop we're not going to, I mean, you, you're not going to die. Everybody's drinking an okay amount of water. We have a thirst, thirst cues for a reason. Another podcast, another day. We move a ton in our daily lives. I mean, that's another thing is getting off our butts and moving more just in our day to day and our diet. Our diet is a nutritional foods, homemade diet. We've gotten away from almost all processed food. We barely ever shop the aisles of a grocery store. Most people would look at our fridge and be like, what the hell do you eat? We're like meat and a vegetable and raw dairy. And that's pretty much it. And that has, you know, we feel fantastic. Like our health is great. We, you know, knock on wood again, rarely if ever go to the doctor. Um, we're at healthy weights and our health markers are where they're supposed to be and all that stuff. So long story short, somebody that wants to coach with me, whether they, you know, if somebody wants to come to me and they just want to learn how to exercise and they want to get stronger, I can definitely, no matter what their habits are in their lifestyle, if they want to solely focus on exercise and how to do it properly, that's how I approach it. I'm going to show you how to move better and to get stronger in a, you know, three day a week, full body workout that's based on your current abilities, where you want to be and the equipment you have access to. And it's that simple. Now, executing it and staying consistent with it takes some time. And that's why when I do fitness programming with people, I also have weekly check-ins via email and we're building a habit of consistent exercise that's sustainable. Now, somebody that wants to work with me to improve their health and their lifestyle as a whole, and they have a goal of um, losing weight, then you really need to think about your current lifestyle and your nutritional habits. I don't give out meal plans. I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm not like doling out some prescription of what you shouldn't eat, should and shouldn't eat by the calorie and all of that. I just tell people to start focusing on one thing. So if you're eating a lot of processed food, our first habit we work on may be to have one meal a day that's not processed food. Or maybe you're focusing on cooking at home more. A lot of people tend to eat out or order in. And so maybe you go from five days a week of doing that to four days. And our work is on the coaching and the accountability to that habit. And then once that habit becomes easier, we build on and we build on and we build on. And it's a slow and steady progress to get to that end goal. Are you going to see weight loss in a month? Maybe not. Three months? I don't know, maybe a little bit. A year? Probably. Two years? Probably. The 
long-term plan, game plan, or the long-term approach isn't fast. It's again about truly building sustainable habits that become effortless because you're creating a new lifestyle. If the current lifestyle you have is getting you to a help or a weight point that you're at that you don't feel comfortable with or isn't good for your body and your health and longevity, then you need to rebuild your lifestyle. It's not jumping on the next bandwagon, getting the trendy thing, doing all the crap and BS that's out there that promises you all this stuff. It's really doing this boring, slow, steady climb to build a new lifestyle that is based around consistent exercise, increased daily movement, um, quality sleep that's at an amount that's healthy for your body, and eating a nutrient-dense diet that allows you to feel full, satisfied, and improves your health. If you eat like that and you move in that way, you're going to see your health improve and likely see your body change. Your body weight, to me, is a sum of genetics and your lifestyle. And you know, everybody's different. Some people can eat great, you know, eat a very nutrient dense traditional diet and exercise great and just have more body fat because genetically that's what their body does. And that doesn't mean they're unhealthy, but they're not going to be, you know, the thinnest, most ripped person in the world because just genetically that's not how they are. And to get to that point, what it would take is just not sustainable. You can be healthy at various weights, But if you don't feel, but so like when you go down this process, I think it's important to be realistic too, that everybody's body's different. Your genetics are different. Your hormones are different, all of that. So focus on your health and focus on knowing that you're putting in, again, the effort into getting good sleep, moving your body daily, just by walking around and doing daily life. You're exercising and you're filling your body with nourishing food and let your body take care of the rest. You know, if you're at a body weight you're not happy with, I would imagine partly A, could be genetic, like everybody's genes are different, or maybe your diet is heavy in processed foods, or you're eating more than your body needs, and things like that. And a lot of times that happens because people are eating things that aren't satisfying. You know, if you're eating freaking salads all the time, you're never going to be satisfied and you may find yourself grazing and looking for snacks and things like that. We need foods that satisfy us. Okay, I'm getting a little tangenty and rambling. Is tangent a word? Probably not. So basically what I wanted to say today was explain my approach. I am not, I don't make empty promises. I don't sell fat loss or weight loss. My point is to help somebody craft a plan with their habits to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. The key word is sustainable, long game. I want people to build a lifestyle that they can do the rest of their lives. You know, obviously barring injury and things that happen that are outside of our control. So that is how I approach things. I am not a quick fixer. I do not write fitness programs designed to kick your butt and make you count calories. If I do work with a client and want them to food journal, it's simply to give me insight into their current eating habits. And then we slowly chip away at those to start to shift some of those eating habits to make them um, more in line with what their goal is, but it ain't sexy and it ain't fast. So there's that. So I think that sums up a little bit for everybody, kind of how I approach things and why 
why I approach them, why I take a different approach than mainstream fitness and why I don't advertise fat loss and all that stuff. I do think, again, circling back to the beginning, that a weight loss goal is important for many people when it comes to improving their health. So I'm not discounting that that is a important viable goal. I think we just got to flip it on our head as far as how we approach it and start to shift the way we think about what healthy looks like. Healthy, in my opinion, looks like somebody that can function in their day-to-day the way they want to. They can squat up and down, get up and off the floor. They can move and play with their kids without being exhausted. They can get up and down the stairs. They can do their daily activities. And that, you know, even if they have a sedentary desk job, that they are spending time purposely being active, that you're strong and capable. I think it looks like somebody that's able to get a healthy, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep a night somebody whose health markers are all in a normal range and somebody that is has a um, is eating foods that are nourishing and um, nutrient dense and their health they don't you know they have minimal to no health issues I think that's what healthy looks like to me I don't think it's salads and running <laughs> if, if there's nothing wrong with running and there's nothing wrong with salads but I think we have the wrong message that we need to run we need to count calories we need to be stuck to our our you know wearables and our fitbits and all of that and we need to eat you know lean chicken breast and salads I don't think that's the solution I think we need to eat some beef we need to eat um, you know homemade dressings and some raw dairy and fill feel satisfied and feed our body what it is supposed to eat okay um, I'm just repeating myself now so I'll stop there I hope that was helpful I just kind of had that on my mind again because I had someone ask me about it and I think maybe putting it out there as a general like this is how I approach things might be helpful for anybody that's listening to the podcast that is curious about health and fitness is on a journey themselves to improve their health um, and maybe you found yourself frustrated, you know, jumping from program to program, trying to eat less and move more. And again, being attached to those wearables that tell you you need to have more steps and you need to eat less stuff. I think it just becomes this vicious cycle you attack or sorry, vicious cycle you attach to and it doesn't seem to get you anywhere consistently. So I'll leave it there for today. Hopefully that was helpful. Let me know if you guys have any questions about you know, my approach or my thought on things. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea and to each his own. We're all adults here, so do what you feel is right for you. If you have any questions, obviously let me know. You can reach me at hello at jessmlewis.com. As you know, my website is jessmlewis.com and over on the Instagrams, jessica underscore m underscore lewis. So hope all of you are doing well and I will talk to you next week.